0: Today's message has been brought to you by Faith Family Church in Billings, Montana. For more information, visit faithfamilybillings.com. Let's go to Psalms 145. Let's get a little word in you here for the next 10 minutes before you go and uh, continue in our series here, full of compassion. This is part two. And we're, what we're doing is we're, try, we're, we're working on getting the character of God settled into your thinking. Whether we realize it or not, you know, we, when we get born again, I know for my own life, when I was born again and I received Christ, I knew that the Lord loved me. But the Lord really, or the enemy really challenges whether that remains that way after you're saved. And I want you to get this thinking in your mind. The Lord is always in a compassionate, merciful mood to you. Okay, now we can read different passages and things where it talks about the Lord was upset or got angry or in all of these things. And it's not that he can't. It's, but if you look at the context of those verses and the way things are uh, being structured, you'll see that the Lord got to that place because the people just absolutely refused to repent for years and years and years and years. They knew better. But how many know this about the Lord, that he is gracious? Okay, And we need to understand this, but we don't just need to understand it here. We actually need to believe it. You need to say out of your own mouth, he's gracious to me. Okay, So Psalms 145 says this, and we looked at this uh, uh, two weeks ago. It says, the Lord is gracious and what? Full of compassion. Uh, the second part of the verse, slow to anger. Is God quick to anger? No, he's not. He's slow to anger. Now, think about this. I want you to think about this in terms of like Noah and the ark. Um, You know, we think children's church, you know, and stuff like that as far as Noah and the ark. Um, But we need to think about it in adult church too. Noah preached by building an ark for how long? A hundred years, right? And the Lord was going to judge the earth... Because when he looked down on the earth, and he looked... Do you know God can see every person's heart individually on the earth at once? Now that's amazing because there's close to 8 billion people. Now that's an amazing God. But he looked down during that time, and he saw that the thoughts and intents of everybody's hearts, except for Noah and his little group, were evil. And you think you got it bad. We think we got it bad. There's nowhere, there, are, there is nowhere near that much evil in the earth today as far as there was then. But he found, Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. What does that mean? That means he had faith, so grace was extended. So God is so quick to wipe out evil that he waits a hundred years. Look how merciful God is. Before the judgment comes, he has Noah build this massive ship. And then, right before he closes everything, God moves miraculously and just starts sending animals Noah's direction. Now, we read and we go, Oh, yeah, that's a cute little story. Yeah, imagine all those animals showing up at your door. This was a miracle. And why did God do that? Because he's gracious. He is far more gracious and patient and compassionate than we are with each other. Now, I did not say that we can't be with his capability. I'm learning in this, Sean. Slow down. How many have figured out, you've walked with the Lord just a few years and you figured out He works things out even when it looks like nothing's going to work it out. Why? Because He's gracious. The Lord is gracious. The Lord is gracious. Yeah, you keep saying that, I know. Because you need to believe it. The Lord is gracious to me. That's what you need to say about, to you. The Lord is gracious to me. The Lord said to me in his word that he is gracious to me and he is full of compassion. He is full of compassion. Compassion means unwilling to give pain. Compassion means having a temper or disposition to pity. Inclined to show mercy. God is inclined to show mercy to me. But, preacher, I messed up on the same thing 85 times just on Monday last week. Yeah, I know. And the Lord is inclined to show you mercy. I cussed out my neighbor. And the Lord is inclined to show you mercy and your neighbor. Now, this is the part where people get hung up. But, but until, uh, I don't remember, uh, I think, oh, it was on the relationship series that we did. We love our neighbor as we love our... You can only love yourself if you let the one who made you love you. Because I don't know about you. I know things about me far worse than you know about me. Now, I'm not making a negative confession. What would Paul say? Man, I was the chief of sinners. You got to do some work to be chief. (laughs) And, And you know what I found out about God? God will look over and find the chief bad one. And he'll knock them off their donkey. He'll appear to them and say, you can repent or die. Which would you like to do? Paul's like, I'll repent. And then what Paul even declared out of his own epistles was this. God took the worst to declare his righteousness to those who need it. In other words, I heard Joyce Meyer say this years ago, and I believe in women preachers, if you don't, well, whatever. Anyway, so she said this years ago. She said, she said I think God looked over all of my area and found the person in the worst condition and then called them to the ministry. Why? Because it can be a demonstration of how gracious he is. And if he's that patient with them, how patient will he be with me? The Lord is gracious. The Lord is gracious. And full of compassion. He is uh, I like this. He's ha- he has a heart that is tender and easily moved by the distresses, sufferings, wants, and infirmities of others. Compassion is also a word that is used as far as for mercy. He is gracious and full of compassion. Now, there's a word, full. Do you know what? I, I looked up the definition of full. And people say, you don't know what it is? Oh, I know what it is. I just like to even know more. And one of the, one of the definitions uh, that really stood out to me, it just helped me see it even greater, was having no empty space. <laughs> that means that when God thinks about you and me, he has no space where something besides compassion could get in. People say, well, this is a pretty simple message, and yet your faith is challenged by it, and so is mine. Because we live in a world that is fallen. So we see ourselves and God through skewed vision that is fallen. If you stood before the Lord in his, and you recognized His purity... And, and how much he loves you, it, you, know, if it didn't happen in stages, it might wreck you all at once. But when God looks down at you and he sees you, he goes, I have no empty space. I'm completely full of compassion. There's no space for anything else in me in regards to my attitude towards your situations and you. See, people as the, as the church, uh, I, there's a book called Christ the Healer. It's one of, one of the best books I've ever read on uh, divine healing and health. But Christ the Healer is written by F.F. F. Bosworth. And there's a whole chapter in there on compassion. And he made this statement. He said people would write them all the time and declare what their problem was and then declare that God had plenty of power to take care of it. Do you know the devil doesn't care how much you know of God's power? But he does care about how much you know about his willingness to use it on your behalf. Well, uh, uh, preacher, you're telling me that God just loves me this much. Why do I have all these problems? See Genesis 3. And let me extend that. What decisions have you made out of your belief system concerning God that have opened the door to your enemy to wreak havoc in your life even though you're a child of God? Yeah, that's, that's where it meets. You know, It's usually where it hits, right there. It hits there for me too. You're reading the scripture and you go, oh, Lord. And he goes, yeah, you shouldn't have done that. But the good news is, Sean... I'm full of compassion in this area concerning your life. And if you'll extend your heart of faith to me, come on, don't complicate that. People say, well, what does that mean? Do I have to, you know, they, they, you get, people get into all sorts of gymnastics religiously. Extending your heart and faith to the Lord is going, Lord, you said it. I believe it. And I expect it. Do you know the scripture says that the Lord is a rewarder of those who what? Seek him, right? Do you know what we emphasize in that verse that we shouldn't? The diligence word. Because we turn it into works. We should emphasize the rewarder side. Because it shows God's willingness to move on our behalf. Well, you don't know what I've done again. Stop thinking about you without the Lord. Don't allow the enemy to flood you with your wrong decisions to the point where you can't see that God's right decision and His grace can just remove you out of that. Because the Lord is gracious and Full of compassion. Watch this. And what? Slow to anger. Slow to anger. Is God quick to anger with you? Slow. Slow. Now let me ask you a question. The Lord said, Behold, I come quickly. How long has it been? Some of you are getting it. Like four people that hit them. They're like, bam, I got it. If quickly is that slow, how slow is slow? (laughs) (laughs) Isaiah chapter 49, verse number 13. This is how much God loves you. Isaiah chapter 49, verse number 13 says this, sing for joy, O heavens, and be joyful, O earth, and break forth into singing, O mountains, for the Lord has comforted his people and will have what? Compassion upon the afflicted. He'll have what? Compassion upon the afflicted. The scripture, and we know this, God is full of compassion for the afflicted. The word afflicted here means depressed in mind or circumstance. It means poor, weak, and wretched. His compassion in your life will cause you to sing for joy. And be joyful and break forth into singing. Well, I just don't break forth into singing. You will if you experience and are open to his compassion. God looks at your circumstances as an opportunity to bring you out and get glory to himself. Put your trust in him, not in your circumstances or in your identity that is outside of who he is and what he has said you are. Verse 14, but Zion, Jerusalem, her people as seen in captivity said, the Lord has forsaken me. How many have ever felt like that? I'll raise my hand. People say, "Well, that wouldn't be the right answer in church. Yeah, would it be the honest one, though? Everybody's felt like that at one time or another. We're on the planet. How many realize the devil is good at what he does? He's had thousands of years to practice. But they say, the Lord has forsaken me, and my Lord has forgotten me. Watch this, and the Lord answered, say, this is the answer for me. Do you see that right there? The Lord answered. The Lord has your answer. What's the answer? He says this. Can a woman forget her nursing child? That she should not have compassion on the son of her womb? Watch this. Yes, they may forget. People say, oh, no, a woman would never forget their nursing child. Come on, look at the world around you. Is there abortion? That's a woman forgetting her nursing child or potentially nursing child. How many times have you seen on the news where a woman who feels so helpless and so despondent that they are so overcome by it, they actually give birth to a child and put it in a dumpster. Can humanity let us down? Absolutely. What did the Lord say? Yet, I will not forget you. Well, the Lord has forgotten me yet. I will not forget you. Now watch this. You got to see this. Behold, I have in verse sixteen. Behold, I have I have indelibly imprinted you on the palm of each of my hands. What does that sound like to you? That word imprinted means tattooed a picture of. It means cut into the flesh. God is full of compassion. Now think about this. This is a commentary on this particular verse. A compassionate mother. The Bible emphasizes the fatherhood of God. But there is also a motherhood side of God's nature. I'm not saying he's a woman. I'm just saying there's a motherhood side. That we must not forget. God is compassionate and comforts us as a mother comforts her child. Isaiah pictures Israel as a nursing child totally dependent on the Lord. Who will never forget them or forsake them. The high priest bore the names of the tribes of Israel on his shoulders. Did you know that? On his shoulders. And over his heart. Both. This was symbol. Who's the high priest? Jesus. Okay. Engraved on jewels, which tells you that he values you. You're what? Precious to him. Watch this. But God has engraved his children's names on his hands. The word engraved or imprinted means to cut into, signifying its permanence. God can never forget Zion or Zion's children. God will never forget us. We are tattooed on the palm of each of his hands. The word is engraved, which means to cut into. Jesus and the cross are pictured here. Sometimes it feels like, a, uh, feels like or really has happened that your spouse, kids, relatives, friends, church, boss, and pastor have forgotten you. But here we see that the Lord never forgets you. When times feel or are tough and you feel abandoned, it is not time to sit and recount all the things that people have forgotten to do for you. It is time to meditate on, he will never leave me nor forsake me. I am written on the palm of his hands. He is full of compassion. That means what? When the Lord, come on, come on, think with me now. The blood that Jesus shed is not in his body, it's on the mercy seat. But his physical body is glorified, but it's still there. Come on, when he appeared to Thomas, he said, stick your fingers in here. Stick your hand in my... Guys, that's still there. What does that mean? That means that full of compassion, permanently engraved his love in the Son... In the So that the Father would have a constant reminder of how much He loves His people and all the world. So if He's willing to permanently mark His flesh forever and ever... In the Son of God, is He withholding any healing, provision, peace of mind, blessing, favor upon your life in any way, shape, or form? No. He is ever flowing and overflowing. The windows of the the oceans cannot contain His desire to touch your need right now. The way way, uh, Christ the healer put it, uh, F.F. Bosworth, he said it this way. He said, imagine the Pacific above you and it coming down upon you. And you'll begin to glimpse God's compassion for you. You'll begin to glimpse it. He so desires, so longs to get involved into every, put his hand within every area where the enemy is touching your life right now, illegally, by the way, that before you ever got to this planet, Jesus was the lamb slain. Guys, think with me here. I know this seems simple. But it will, you will find that this will challenge your faith more than anything to a large degree, that God loves you as much as he does. It will challenge you because, see, we live with us. Right? God so loves you and me. He knew we were going to mess up and made provision for it before He put everything perfect in the garden. His love is so expressed in the creation that there were how many trees they could eat from and only one they couldn't. If you'll extend your heart in belief... The reality of the Holy Spirit's world and the kingdom will open wide in your understanding and experience. But you have to what? Open. I loved what that relationship series said that we, that we watched he made this statement, and it was a little tongue-in-cheek, obviously. But he made this statement. He said, he said we're, to, we're to live from a place of love where we're loved, not from a place of trying to get somebody else to love us. And he was talking about how, as humans and as, as those who need a Savior, we have a limited supply that we can give to somebody else. You ever notice people, as a, in, in general, just humanity, they want a God, but they make people their God? They make politics their God, they make, you know, all these things. Well, if we just had the right president. Let me help you with something. When Jesus returns, you'll stop thinking that way, <laughs> hopefully before. Then we'll see perfection. But one of the things he made the statement in the, in the in this particular uh, teaching, he said, he said he had a, a a a man and a woman there, and they were representing a marriage and a husband and wife, and they each had a bucket, and the woman was taken out of the man's bucket, and the man was taken out of the woman's bucket, and the and the 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 concept was there's only so much in a person that can be taken out of, so if I try to draw off of my relationship with Dale for only, only what God can provide for me, Dale will be uh, uh, completely avoiding me. Yep. He won't answer his phone when I call because he's not God. So what he ended up saying was this. He said, in a marriage, you need to have an affair. Yeah, I know. I know, it had the same shock effect. People are like, have an affair? And he said, with God. Because you're drawing off of him, and he never runs out. And when you have that full supply, he said, he actually fired his wife and his kids from them needing to love him. Him needing them to love him. He said, I receive all my love from the Lord. All my love from God. And as I do, oh my God. I'm so full that I can supply to someone else. But not become their God. But be an example of what it's like to receive from God. And then show them how to receive from God. How many know that's a healthy marriage if that's happening? Because the pressure goes out. Well, in this relationship with the Lord, you have to see, you've got to believe that God wants to fill you that way. If you do, He will. Thank you for taking the time to listen today. If you would like more information about Faith Family Church, including service times and location, visit faithfamilybillings.com.